0: It started off pretty scary, though, and I, I didn't have an even concept of the word uh, spiritual awakening that was so far outside of my vocabulary and my wheelhouse. I was having an existential crisis. All of a sudden, you know, I'm getting promoted at work, I'm doing great, and I'm crying on my way every and day. I'm like, my soul is dying. I started having weird experiences with spirits coming to me and it freaked me out, you know, like uh, opening up all the cabinets in the kitchen, turning on the raid, really scary stuff that I was like, okay. At the same time, it was so beautiful. It felt so good. It was so amazing, you know, even when like the vibrating thing. I always said to myself, My body is just accepting more light. I truly felt like all the fragmented pieces of me, I was calling back, like becoming my full self.
1: Welcome to the Confidence Council Podcast. This show is designed for high-achieving women who, despite having a great life, just know that they're destined for more. Whether you aren't sure what that next level is, Or you have an idea, but the vision feels out of reach, then this podcast is for you. My name is Monica Burkhoff. I'm a trial lawyer, a mom, and a wife. And I'm here because I know from my own experience that feeling stuck or unfulfilled does not have to be your reality. With a positive mindset and the right counsel, you too can create the life of your dreams. My hope and intention for this podcast is that you walk away feeling confident, motivated, and inspired to embrace your authentic self and to take bold action toward your dream life. Are you ready to get started? All rise. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Confidence Council podcast. Happy New Year. It's 2024. We are so blessed to have a fresh start, another opportunity to do this thing called life. And as you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, I am on my own little spiritual journey. And this podcast has evolved from Personal development and like kind of work life balance to a lot more spiritual stuff, and it's just something that I think I'm going through, and I'm and I'm just tag having you tag along with me, and it's been really beautiful and eye opening, and I'm learning so much and. I'm essentially like on a journey to get to know myself better. And through that, I'm hoping that with the different interviews that I'm having and the conversations and the topics that are coming up, that I'm helping you get to know you better. Because as you'll hear from today's guest, in order to figure out your soul's mission and true purpose, you have to get to know you from like the baseline. And that requires reflection, time alone, time and quiet, and all that. And so today's guest, you guys, is my big sister. And I'm really excited about this one. This will be a two-parter because we sat down to record on Saturday night after I put the kids down and we went for three hours. And you know, some of it I did offline because I was asking personal questions. So she she channels source energy. So if you've heard of like Abraham Hicks or, um, well, like Esther who channels Abraham and there's like a Bashar and there's just like, there's Brittany Bento is on Instagram. There's people that have access to like consciousness and, and source energy. It's like universal truth. And my sister is one of them. It's like bananas. And so- we start by going through her spiritual awakening. And her spiritual awakening is so intense and so different than mine. Um uh, mine has been kind of like unfolding on this podcast. Hers was like really hardcore to the point that the whole family thought that she had lost her damn mind. So, she'll tell she'll tell you all about that. So that'll be part one is kind of like the background and how she tapped into her gifts and all the different things that started happening to her. And you'll find out like if you feel like you're on the verge of this or in the, mi- in the middle of this or this has happened or is happening, you might relate to some of the things that she said was happening to her. Um, I found it super interesting to kind of relive it again from her perspective because from my perspective, she lost her mind and this was you know to 12 years ago when i was not hip with this stuff at all like i was kind of a judge judy about it i you know and what's kind of cool for me is i i think i beat myself up a little bit about the way that it was handled because she does talk about how alienated she felt by the family but then she also mentions that I was like a key part in some of her revelations and her like spiritual journey. So I was like, unbeknownst to me, egging on the spiritual evolution and the untapping of her gifts, which you'll hear, which makes me feel better for sure. And then in part two, she channels source energy. So I'm going to save that for next week. So you're going to have to come back. But I wanted to make sure I mentioned, because we don't really go into the offerings in this episode, If you feel called from listening to this episode and listening to her story, I'm going to include all of her information in the show notes, including her website and how you can book a reading with her. And she is offering 20% off with the code Confidence20. I'll include that in the show notes. But like, I'm telling you, she will get booked and she will be like in on TV or like a famous channeler, like, because. She, it's profound, the stuff. It's dense and it's profound, but I'll save that for next week. You guys will hear it for yourselves. Here is just the sisterly banter and the spiritual awakening from her perspective. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Confidence Council Podcast. This is your host, Monica, and I'm because I have my big sister with me here today, Isabella. Isabella, say Hi. 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 Yay. I'm so excited to have you here. Our little sister Adriana is probably gonna be so pissed when she hears this because you're beating her onto the podcast. But you're older and like oldest comes I get first. Her dibs always. Yeah. yeah, you get first dibs, and then she'll she'll be on the show eventually this year. I promise you guys that. So you'll get a chance to meet her too. But today we're gonna to hear all about Isabella and we're not gonna talk about like necessarily sister stuff. Isabel is a what would you call yourself? Is it a psychic medium? or is it a champ? Like, what is it? Like, what do you call yourself?
0: I would say that I'm a channel for consciousness, okay, which is crazy. Like my sister, who,
1: like we used to like do forts under our desks and like she walked so slow, she had to hold on to my backpack as we like sped walk to school. And like, my sister is a s- channel to like source. It's unbelievable. And so what I wanted to do was maybe start with, like, the journey because you weren't always a spirit. What is it? You Would you say a channel, a channel I, for I would, consciousness? I
0: would, say, I would say a couple different things. I would say that by example, you become a spiritual teacher. Um, you know, you're a catalyst for other people to wake up, to open their eyes that there's something bigger around them. A channel. I can also, yeah, I have mediumship abilities, passing out, uh, connecting with people's past on loved ones you know, I could read Akashic record. Essentially, I can expand my consciousness to a point where information begins to flow through me.
1: And like we used to fight over like shirts and like I would wear your shirts and stretch them out and I would sweat in them and you would yell at me. And now you're like expanding consciousness and like talking to past loved ones. And it's like oh you're a different person. And so what I wanted to do is maybe just talk a little bit about the evolution. Like you weren't always like this. I do remember, though, you used to always say you could fly. You used to kind of say weird stuff once in a while when we were kids. And I just thought, you know, you know I didn't really think much of it. Looking back now, it kind of all fits together. Um, but if you could just say in your own words, like what, when did that light switch come on? When did you become aware of
0: your abilities? So I think that as a little girl, I knew that I was different. I could definitely see things that nobody else in my family could see. And when I would call attention to it, like to my mom, you know, well, there's a man standing over here. She would say, there's nobody here, you know? And I would like run to her. And I remember I would like check, there'd be like an angel in the room. I'd be like, okay. And then I'd turn around and like, let me check really quickly if he's still there. And he was. And so I would run and go tell my mom. And it was kind of like, what you're seeing isn't real. And beyond that, I could sense a fear in my mom, you know, Mm -hmm. like what the heck is going on with my child? There was also a period of time where, I mean, I was your shadow for a whole entire year, at least where I would see people, you know, all the time. I would see spirits all the time and it freaked me out, but I couldn't. How old were we? How old were we? we were living in Norwich so young I mean kindergarten five like- six something like that mm-hmm. and
1: these people were they like translucent like ghosts or like you would see like a full-on person in the room yeah
0: like, do I mean, you remember I a full-on person they maybe had a different energy than we do I could tell that they're vibrating somewhere where you guys can't see it you know but but I I mean, clear as day. You even remember, too, when we were little, we would like catch little twinkling lights in our room. Remember? Like, yeah, that's spirit around you. And it's something that I think as children, we all see. But because the rest of like the adult world doesn't see it or acknowledge it or talk about it, you know, we learn that we have five senses like that's what? No, we we are multi-dimensional we are everything and so that was always like so strange to me i would astral project all the time i remember i remember how i would leave my body and, and i could float around and see everything and go everywhere but pretty soon everything began to shut down i would personally say that i was the most unconscious person in the whole entire world before it went like boom here you go wake back up I think it began, too, with not understanding that you can have a relationship with God, with source, with energy, with the universe outside of religion. So when I was like around 13 years old, I remember we went to mass. We were raised Catholic, of course. I mean, I was blessed by the Pope. But uh, the, the sermon was didn't feel right to me. And I remember I was furious and I stomped out of that church. And I said, I'm not praying to a God that doesn't accept everybody. Like, I'm just not going to do that. My parents never asked me again to go to church with them. And I remember all through college and everything, I considered myself, maybe not necessarily atheist, like agnostic. Maybe there's something out there. I just didn't really believe the path of religion that somebody should be you know, doing the bidding for me or dictating my relationship to God. But again, I had no idea that you can have a relationship outside of religion. Anyways, then I started at the end of 2012. It was like a light switch went out. I would say that I was activated, like there was a code inside of me and it was time to wake up. And I would spend weeks Laying like when I would go to bed at night, my whole body would vibrate and shake. And
1: did you do anything different to bring this on, or was it like legit, like you said, a light switch?
0: Absolutely nothing. Again, it was just as shocking as it was to everybody around me.
1: Well, I remember we were like, "What the hell is going on?"
0: Before exactly, but at the same time, it was so beautiful. It felt so good. It was so amazing. You know, even when like the vibrating thing, I always said to myself my body is just accepting more light. I truly felt like all the fragmented pieces of me, I was calling back, like becoming my full self. It started off pretty scary though. And I I didn't have any even concept of the word uh, spiritual awakening. That was so far outside of my vocabulary and my wheelhouse. I was having an existential crisis. All of a sudden, you know, I'm getting promoted at work, doing great, and I'm crying on my way every And day. I'm like, my soul is dying. I started having weird experiences with spirits coming to me and it freaked me out, you know, like uh, opening up all the cabinets in the kitchen, turning on the raid, really scary stuff that I was like, okay, that's I remember I when you lived with, was
1: it was at Stasha on Sheridan? You mm-hmm. saw like a pilgrim ghost basically and like the mirrors, like you felt energy like in the mirrors and stuff. Like that's scary.
0: Terrifying. But I actually saw like the apparitions like floating in my room. They would lift up my covers for like a week straight. My, uh, every time I turned on the light, the light bulb would explode in a million pieces. Like that doesn't make sense. Why? I just think that when your energy begins to shift, the world that you interact with can no longer hold your vibration things need to begin to change and I didn't belong there anymore Mm. and then a big turning point was you actually for my birthday because I've always been into like astrology or you know like palm reading just all these things you took me to a tarot card reader oh Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was telling you that something, it keeps telling me like, I need to do yoga. And you're like, that's weird, random. And the first thing that the lady said when she drew my card was you need to do yoga. And I was like, okay, <laughs> confirmation. And then at the end, she gave me a deck of cards and we walked outside and I go, well, let's see what it says. And I pulled a card and the first card was yoga. And was like, Okay, I think I need to be doing. (laughs) Shit, I need to go stretch. (laughs) And I, you know, I I actually I didn't have anything. I didn't even have like a workout. I never worked out in my life. My parents didn't really work out, so I didn't really see that and know that that's something to do. I'd always kind of just like maintain myself, and. I moved and then down two two blocks away, not even a full two blocks away, a yoga studio opened up and it said two free weeks of yoga. And so I was like, okay, now I have no excuse. And I started going to yoga. I was going through a challenging time in my relationship, a very dark, dirty time in my life. And, And that became kind of my safe space. And because for those 60 minutes that I was in class, everything that was happening around me I was willing to let go of and just focus on the mind and body connection. And as that began to develop, the spiritual aspect of me started coming into alignment, I would say. And I remember one day being like, you should meditate. It wasn't me. It was a different, Mm -hmm. you know, something else telling me you should meditate. And I remember saying to it, I don't even know how to meditate. I don't, I've never even seen anything. What year was this? Where was this? Years ago, 2013. And I remember the only thing that I knew about meditation was that the Buddha sat under a tree. And so I sat under a tree in my courtyard (laughs) in Chicago and just started to breathe. All of a sudden, all this information started pouring into me. Pineal gland, pituitary gland, things that I really didn't have any concept of whatsoever and then i remember afterwards looking up on my phone is there such thing as a pituitary gland a pineal gland and it and there was and and i was shocked you know i had no idea
1: it's like you had almost like pulled these concepts out of thin air like they they weren't your own right like they yeah it was yeah.
0: information that was being downloaded to me oh, yeah downloaded i didn't have any i didn't know these words at the time and Okay so that happened. Um I'm going to tell you a couple more examples but what I want to say is that awakening is an ever unfolding process. And there are some people that they need that one event and they're like all right tapped in tuned in turned on ready to rock and roll. I was not like that because Well, I think a big part was all these amazing things started happening is, and I really expressed them to, to, to you, to mom, to dad, you guys had all thought that I lost my mind. I never talked like this. I never been like, oh, all of a sudden I stopped eating meat. I then quit my job because my soul is dying there. And I go spend uh, a month living, you know, in an ashram in India, studying yoga then i went and spent a month in silence with buddhist monks and nuns in thailand studying my, just these things because i felt i i knew that there was something happening to me it didn't it felt beautiful but it scared everybody around me because it was so outside of what was happening And just so many other experiences. I I was at mom's house one time and I remember I sat down and all of a sudden I was in a past life where I'm being hanged for being a witch and I'm choking and and going through all the emotions, feelings, started crying, just releasing all of that energy. It was just one thing after another, I woke up one night after this huge vibration, which I understood is an attunement of my light body. I am calling in more light that I had never even had access to before. Um, and <clears throat> I woke up and the next day I could see auras around people and I could feel what's going on in their body. I remember sitting in a restaurant and my legs went numb and all of a sudden a guy with a wheelchair comes in. Like, okay, that's weird. Or I would have a conversation with a person and I could experience it multidimensionally, meaning I'm having this conversation here. In this reality, I said this, and this is the reaction here, I'm saying this. It was just so strange, all these different things happening. I would go to stores and books would fly down about, I remember the first book that I read kind of about about this subject at all was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Very challenging book to get through 12 years ago when you don't have an idea about anything, you know? Mm But these are the type of things that I was beginning to be drawn to. I also feel that my best friend was a huge access point for me. My friend Ashley is, she kind of went through this process when we were in high school. You know, so she really kind of got me into working with angel cards or noticing these signs that these repeating numbers, oh God, how many years did I see? 11, 11, 11, 11. Every time I looked at my clock, right, the awakening code, or then one one one, two two two, four four four, whatever it was, it was. Wait, it was, so you called that an awakening code? That's a thing, like for everybody. Eleven eleven, or just like the
1: repeating That's numbers.
0: Repeating numbers mean different things. Eleven eleven is awakening. Eleven eleven is your consciousness balancing with everything.
1: I've had my eleven eleven maybe four years ago, like straight up the whole year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's
0: like, and I would even, no, I'm not going to, if there would be something inside of me, check your phone and uh-huh. I'm going to wait two minutes. I'd wait those two minutes and it would be 11, 11, you know, like, <laughs> so Does is everyone's
1: spiritual awakening this intense or is yours only this intense because you have like an extra gift, extra gifts, because I feel like I've had a bit of an awakening, but it's nothing like this like nothing.
0: I truly believe that everybody is imbued with these gifts. This is a God given birthright of ours to be connected with our source. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do feel that mine was super, super intense only because of how deeply unconscious I was at the time. Well, you had that hot mess my boyfriend, like, it was exactly. just, the guy had like a dark night of the
1: soul going on right before that. Yeah.
0: Super sure. hardcore, you know, and my life was making money and partying and, you know, just completely outside of this. And I remember when I felt so rejected, all, I got fired from every job I had. I, I None of my friends, I could no longer, I just... I couldn't connect with them anymore. Mm-hmm. My whole family, I mean, mom would send me, here's some psychiatrists you can talk to, right? There was a, there was a concern. And I remember I felt so alone and so, I don't know, just really misunderstood because I think a big pain for me was. I was, I'm aii uh, I've always been a bright girl, you know, all through high school, I, all of my classes were AP accelerated classes. I graduated university early. I was a smart kid. So for everybody around me, just to think that I'm making it up or literally lost my mind uh, was very challenging. And I do just want to say that I feel that It is incredibly beautiful thing that this is spirituality and these experiences are becoming more and more universal and people are more willing to talk about them. Uh, Whereas, you know, even 10 years ago, me meditating, I was reading a journal the other day when I was in Thailand, I meditated and. Uh, I was staying at some hostel and the kids were like, oh, I hope she doesn't kill us. Like they were just so freaked out by it. Uh, the beautiful side of that, maybe five years later, one of the kids that said that wrote to me and he said, you know, I started meditating You're the first person I ever saw to do that. And I understand you now, you know, whereas before mm. there's, it's difficult to accept that, What you are seeing in your physical reality is a minute aspect of the truth. Awakening really isn't anything else except being conscious and aware of more. It's as if you went into a room with a flashlight. And that is how you've been living your whole life. You can only see where the flashlight goes. And all of a sudden, the light switch goes on. And it's like, well, what is this place? No. And-
1: yeah. And it's like, I can't go to like, I can't go to work and argue about the same shit anymore. Like this is not important. <laughs> you know, once you like realize there's so much more to mm-hmm. life than the flashlight, it's such a good analogy. So will everyone have an awakening like this in their lifetime? Do you think? Or not everyone goes through something. I'm And I'm not saying to your extent, but even on a smaller scale, like mine, like, do people does everybody have something like this or not necessarily
0: everybody that is here on our planet at this time has come for the unification of themselves with source consciousness again we have to understand that this is the greatest most beautiful event that is taking place on a planetary, global, uh, cosmic scale. And there's a lot of helpers (laughs) helpers <laughs> we have our cosmic brothers and sisters angels we have access to every and all of these forces are working with us for the ascension of us and gaia our planet is shifting from a third dimensional consciousness to a fifth dimensional consciousness what does that mean that means that certain things that were able to play out and hang out in 3d it's almost like this okay When you go on who wants to be a millionaire and you hit the $32,000 question, you can't leave with more below that, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's almost like once your mind is open to certain concepts or knowingness, you can never drop back down. Yeah, like you can't unring a bell. Exactly. So it's, there's certain things that just can't exist in your vibration anymore and humanity, and all of the people on this planet, right here, right now, have chosen to be here, and we are here for the golden age of humanity. Truthfully, as more of us awaken, this awakening process will not be so challenging. Your children, for instance, were birthed into completely different energy. You see, they're different. Mm-hmm. They're. They're catalysts for your awakening. Because oh, yeah. So yeah. much closer to that. Yeah. And, you know, as the years go on, you're going to see more and more and more of that. And acceptance of this, of talking about this, the understanding that spirituality and science are intermingled and we are here to wake up and you can't be on earth in a five dimensional consciousness operating in three D. Interesting. So, okay. So let's,
1: let's take it back from, so you're having this awakening. It's like 2012. Then you end up in India, you're meditating with monks, but then you like are trying to have like a normal job and like reintegrate to the normal world and that's not working out. So then you like take off for South America and you've been living there for the past few years, like kind of hanging out. So like when, so this gift that you like, you have known then you've been special that you've had an awakening, but what were you running away from it? Like, what were you like? What happened recently that now you're doing this? And before you weren't doing it, and you were afraid to do it? Right.
0: You know, I think that it's a common misconception that when people begin to seek outside of the world that they were brought into the thought forms that were created all around them, that they're running away from something. It's quite the opposite. I am seeking my place in the world, my people. I was desperate for people who understood me. And um, I remember one night, I checked my email. This happens maybe once every six months. I think I have like 52,000 unread emails right now. And it was a picture of a volcano on Lago Atitlan, Lake Atitlan in, in Guatemala. And the next three nights, this lake dreamt itself to me, the volcano. Come, come my child. It was so weird. And I just said, okay, God, if you want me to be there, make it happen. I, again, had just gotten fired from another job. I was going, I was going through it. And this random job falls into my lap. I make a ton of money off of it. I'm able to get put all my things away. And I am planning to go for a month to I end up staying in Guatemala for two years. And that place saved me because I remember the first conversation that I overheard was two people talking about energy. And Oh my God. It was just so healing and so amazing and so beautiful because I had been uh, energy. Our bodies are upgrading, you know, uh, the remaining strands of our DNA are coming online, all this stuff. And my, my mom, bless her heart. It just very, I can't even hear about this energy anymore, you know, get a regular job, come back down to earth. And I was like, it's just, I was I could not do that and honor myself and my soul. And I'm not about to live this life for anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. this is my life. And so that was a huge turning point for me where I understood that I'm not alone. Um, I didn't even really have the foresight at the time to like look on YouTube or or see what other people were taught. I didn't understand such a thing as a spiritual awakening again. And yeah, and so I find that being around other cultures, around other people, just being in a different energy that isn't the same place that you are and always have been allows you to open up to a lot more. You see that the world is so much bigger than what your concept of it is. And so the the traveling the experiencing different cultures different modalities you know how you said the the meditation the yoga the meeting with different healers the experience you know everything really i feel like began to shape my concept of what it is to to truly live you know i couldn't imagine being like when i quit my job and decided i'm going to go to india i just felt Am I going to do this for the next 40 years and this is my life? Oh, no, I I cannot. I have one life. I have to live it. And I really did just trust that all these things that were happening to me weren't happening to me, that they were happening for me. And I remember getting down on my knees and saying, God, walk with me. I I'll walk this journey, just protect me and be with me and only allow things of God to permeate my life and that's when I felt like a big shift happened when I accepted that I was part of something bigger
1: but when like we were in Rome we took a sister trip i was trying to get pregnant and well i had i had had a miscarriage and then i was like tiptoeing around my life waiting to get pregnant again and you were like let's go to rome like i'm going to rome i was born there i want to go see it come with me and i was like oh no, like, I can't, Like I'm trying to get pregnant, I shouldn't be drinking, I can't walk too, like, you know, I was like, oh, eggshell, you know, and um, I, we booked the trip and I got pregnant. And then I told you on the trip, I was like five weeks or something. But I remember when we were in Rome, we were walking around and I always used to ask you, like, so what are you gonna do with your life? Like, because you weren't, you were you would come to America, you would work as a barter like as a waitress or a bartender, make some money and then go back to South America. And I'm like, you can't possibly do that when you're like 50, 60. Like that's gonna get, I mean, I feel like that's gonna get like what what's the plan? And I feel like you're probably so sick of hearing asking getting <laughs> asked that question. But you said something to me in Rome when we were walking, like I remember like on the cobblestone road somewhere, and you were like, Monica, I think I'm supposed to be like a channel but I'm scared. And I just got full body goosebumps. And I was like, "What?" like Abraham Hicks. And um, you're like, yeah, but like, I just, I'm scared and I'm not ready for it. And like, you just weren't it, like, you know, what was that? 2019 or no, that was 2020, January, 2020. And I just looked back because I was doing like a, a two 2023 reflection. I was going back to my old photos and emails or whatever. And Todd was sending me stuff about like the bats in Wuhan, like going to Rome. Stuff, Cause we were like, it was like ground zero for COVID okay. and we were literally in Rome. But um, yeah, I remember you saying that then. And but, but, but you haven't started doing this until 2023. And so what, what happened that caused you to finally be like, okay, now I'm ready to channel consciousness?
0: Mm, well, I will say, <clears throat> That it was happening beforehand, I just didn't talk about it really with anybody because it freaked me out. Mm. Everything else that I shared was wonder, magic, joy, and and I saw what kind of response that got. So I would wake up in the middle of the night with I have a, a chalkboard, a, a giant chalkboard in my bedroom, just. With, with binary code and, and different words and flow charts and God knows what. And I didn't write that. It's not my handwriting. And yeah, it would creep me out, you know. And I think that it took me a long time to be willing to be seen because of the pain of rejection, you know, we're at the end of the day, we do want to be accepted and loved. And and I just felt like I couldn't be my true self and be loved and accepted. So I will say also, uh, probably the most fundamental part of any awakening journey is understanding self-worth and self-love. And that at the end of the day, if you can't look at yourself and be good with yourself or the other way around, if I can look at myself in the mirror and feel I am feeling good about what I'm doing, that I wasn't hurting anyone, you know, it was just, and and if they don't understand right now, that's fine. Maybe at the time I didn't feel that way. I remember I would try to bang it over the head with you guys and you were just a you know, cuckoo bin. Um, I remember I showed you Abraham Hicks like 10 years ago and you're like, that's creepy. And I'm like, oh, I love it. It like heals my soul. I remember too, maybe like 10 years ago, I went into the library and it was like, my feet were walking. And all of a sudden I pulled out a cryon book and and, and he's a, a, a channel. Lee Carroll is an amazing channel that I've been listening to for years as well. And, and I don't know, all these things kind of just or I would write and it wasn't my handwriting. So I I was doing it for a long time. I just didn't necessarily see that I was worthy of it. I don't know, or that I was ready to be seen in that way. I, I felt not only ostracized in this life, but in previous lives, you know, I had the witch thing. I watched myself being banned, just all these different things. And so it was a lot of healing and a lot of self-love and self-worth that got me to a point of, okay, I'm ready to do this. And so then
1: you must have manifested me being like, I, there's, I heard this girl on a podcast. Her name is Jessica Rachel. She's a psychic medium. I just did a reading with her. You have to do it, right? And then I, I feel like it kind of spun off there. Right. So she also, so then serendipitously, she opened a program a year later that she was going to teach other people how to do that too. And I was like, Isabel, you need to do this. And you're like, you're right. I do. And the
0: rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, they say that the teacher appears when the student is ready. And that's what I really do feel happened because I felt, um, and we're talking about Jessica, Rachel, right. She is, I felt like I was Able to connect with her, and she didn't feel so, you know, high and mighty. Not to say that, you know, it, it, it's just that I felt that there wasn't this big discrepancy between where she is. And she's where like she, a normal girl who used to be exactly. a
1: teacher. Like she's just like you and me, right? That's what made it so digestible for me. It didn't seem so like a woman with like a turban, like me, you know, all like meditating in dark. It was like a normal girl who's like, Yeah, I can connect to spirit. I'm like, boom, if she could do it as well can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So you've gone you've gone through a mentorship with Jessica. Mm-hmm. And so you already have had these gifts. You've been channeling in a way, maybe privately, n- not sharing it with the world, but like this is kind of your debut. You've done readings with a lot of people now um and so what has your experience been with that and like what what would you say is your gift
0: i would say that everything that you could ever possibly want to know anything any thought that's ever been thought any creation that's ever been put out there any anything is accessible to us because We are part of that consciousness. It's like a wave in the ocean. We are part of that. And it was the the way that it was taught was very nonchalant. Yeah, and now we're going to astral project. And now we're going to connect over here. And having a conversation about that in a very casual no frills mm. it doesn't have to be so type it doesn't have funny. to be
1: so hard it doesn't have to be that difficult
0: we're just going to cl- like plug in no here we go. And, and here we go. And wow. it just, in the beginning, I felt very unsure because this was when we're trying to understand, am I more visual? You know, am I uh, clairvoyant? Am I clairaudient? Am I? I experienced a lot of claircognizance, which is just like downloads, right? When I would walk into a crystal store when I had no idea what a crystal was and I could tell you every single one of them and what they do that doesn't come from me. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I understand this, and again, I want to say that this is something that everybody can do. Wait, hold on. So like, could you tell me the winning lotto numbers? Mm -mm. Why not? Because it doesn't really serve for good. It has to serve for good. It has to serve for the highest and greatest good of everybody involved. And so you never want to manipulate things that that are not in integrity. You know, I think the biggest thing of doing this work and probably why it took so long was because I had to understand how to be a. Because you probably life. would have dad would have probably asked you to do that a million <laughs> no percent. No, numbers. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's not the vibe. It's not the vibe <laughs> at all. And, <laughs> and it's not. It, and it's not like trying to desperately have somebody understand, it doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, this is what it is. And yeah. And all the, all of the messages that always come through, come through for the purpose of healing, of understanding, of peace, of, of knowingness. It's, it it has to be in integrity or you're not connecting with the right energy
1: so when so we're gonna do this during maybe this will be a part two of the of the episode we'll see how long we're going i can't tell but when you connect or when we're gonna do this in a few minutes do you do you connect to energy do you could to ain't because like jessica does spirit guides is it angels is it every like what are you specifically going to be like past loved ones like what are you connecting to
0: here's the thing monica what I do is I expand my light body and my consciousness. So right now as a human being, my consciousness is operating this physical vessel, but I am not contained in this vessel and I can begin to pull energy up from the earth and from the heavens above and basically allow it to expand in every single direction. Coming out my ears, my mouth, everywhere, rooting down to the earth, connecting to the heavens above. And so when I am in this state of pure consciousness, then I have access to all of the, it's like reading the Akashic records or or anything. You can access everything from that state. And again, everybody can do this. It's a matter of emptying your mind of just being, and it all starts to flow through you. So do you hear a voice? Do you see something? Like, how does it come through for you? In a multitude of ways. And I always ask for it to be multi-sensory so that I can deliver an accurate message to the individual that I'm working with. Um It, you know, I channeled things about people's health. Like, remember when dad, his arm was going numb, he's like my arm. And I'm like, it's not your arm, it's your back. And I was able to tell him exactly where that was, you know, it's like, there's just certain things that, that come through, through the person's energy field. So for instance, if I'm doing a reading for you, I'm reading your energy. You, this is one aspect. There are energetic fields around you that tell your whole story.
1: Can you feel energy, even though we're over zoom right now? Of course. Oh, you can't, even though we're like virtual. But you can too.
0: Mm You can too. You know, think about it. If somebody calls and tells you, my mom just died, you're going to feel that pain for them too. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be next to them. That's true. That's true.
1: All right. So that is the end of part one of this two-part series with Isabella. Join us next week to hear her channeled answers from source about purpose, your soul's mission, how to release resistance, manifestation, and just to hear profound truth about who you are, what is coming in 2024 for all of us. It just, it really is a magical experience. So I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Confidence Council Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure you click the follow button so that you're notified every time a new episode drops. If you want more content between episodes, check out the show's Instagram account and website, which will be linked in the show notes for you below. If you're walking away from today's episode feeling more confident or empowered in some way, please share it with a friend or share it on social media so that others can benefit from it too. Thank you again, and I'll see you back here next week. Bye for now.